The following is a podcast from St. George's Episcopal Church in Arlington, Virginia. We invite you to support the ministries of St. George's Church through a one-time or reoccurring donation. To give, visit our webpage, www.stgeorgeschurch.org. The word saint is spelled in full. St. George's is a vibrant and inclusive community that is committed to loving God, serving others, and changing the world. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very I truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, that they may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. 
I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I am especially happy this morning to see each and every one of you. It's a special blessing to be able to come together today after such a tumultuous week. Everything seems to be changing literally by the hour, even the time. <laughs> the political landscape has shifted, the coronavirus is spreading, and uncertainty and anxiety are all around us. So how are we, as people of faith, called to respond during this time? Our voices raised with the psalmist's voice this morning as we cry out, I lift up my eyes unto the hills. From where is my help to come? Psalm 121 is one of the ascent psalms. It's a pilgrimage song sung responsively in call and response fashion, just as our choir sang it so beautifully just a few moments ago. The faithful are going up together to meet God on the mountaintop. It's a long, arduous journey, and they stand below looking up at the cloud-covered mountain and ask, from where is my help to come? And the answer is swift and clear. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God will be with them. The one who brought forth the universe will bring them through this challenge and there will be unexpected gifts along the way. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We are definitely on a steep climb right now, and there are very real physical challenges that we are called to face. It's very important that we listen to the Centers for, the disease, control, for disease Control's advice and to follow it. Our physical well-being is very important. But we as Christians also need to make sure that we're tending to our spiritual health during this time. That is where the virtue of prudence comes in handy. When was the last time you heard anybody talk about prudence? It's a very old-fashioned word and not something that we use in the general culture or even in church these days. But back in the day, it was a very important concept, a quality that Christians were encouraged to develop. Prudence is the queen of the cardinal virtues. The other three are temperance, fortitude, and justice. There'll be a quiz during coffee hour <laughs> to see if you can name the four cardinal virtues. So temperance, fortitude, justice, and prudence. The list got started with the philosophers Plato and Aristotle in the fourth century before Christ. And they were later baptized, so to speak, in the fourth century after Christ walked the earth by St. Ambrose and St. Augustine. And then later, much later in the 13th century, they were taken to the next level by St. Thomas Aquinas. These great Christian writers added the four cardinal virtues 
to the list of the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. Those are the ones that we're all very familiar with from the famous passage from 1 Corinthians. All of these seven together make up the qualities that Christians are called to develop as they ascend the holy mountain. So the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, and the cardinal virtues of temperance, fortitude, justice, and prudence, and the greatest of these is Knowing this list will score you big points at your next trivia night. <laughs> this whole list got started for very good reason. The whole point of cultivating the virtues in our spiritual lives is to orient ourselves toward the good and to apply the good to the concrete circumstances of our lives. So as Christians, we orient ourselves toward God and we ask God to help us to know the good and to do the good. And that is where prudence comes in. Prudence helps us to discern how to apply the good to the concrete circumstances we find ourselves in. So prudence is our BFF right now, our new best friend. We stay informed about the CDC guidelines and we ask God to give us the gift of prudence to help us to take that information and discern how we can apply it to the particular circumstances each day. In some cases, that's pretty straightforward. And in others, it's not quite so clear. If we're sick, prudence would dictate that we stay home out of love for others. If we're in one of the high-risk categories, prudence would suggest that we stay home out of love for ourselves. Our spiritual well-being, again, is so very important as we navigate these challenges to our physical health. We need to ask God to help us to keep our hearts open and to stay connected to God and to each other during this time. It's prudent to anticipate the possibility of being at home for a while and buying a few extra supplies. But it's very imprudent to place our well-being over that of others and to hoard things or to overshop so that other people won't be able to get the supplies that everybody needs right now. Being considerate of others and remaining calm is really key. We are social creatures. God made us that way, and our behavior affects that of everyone around us. If we get anxious, the anxiety of those around us goes up. If we stay calm and centered, the people around us are more likely to be. We can affect their behavior, at least. This is definitely a time of trial for all of us, but times of trial can be an opportunity to deepen our spiritual journey, to deepen our trust in God, that God will be with us no matter what. The pilgrimage described in Psalm 121 recalls the Exodus when God led the Israelites out of slavery from Egypt into the Promised Land. It was a difficult, trying journey. The people grumbled and complained, 
but God was faithful. God was faithful. Many times along the way, the Israelites wanted to return to Egypt because the wilderness was so hard. They got tired of the manna that God sent them day after day. And as they ate it, they remembered the flesh pots of Egypt. They remembered the great food that they had had as slaves, and they were tempted to exchange their newfound freedom for comfort. During this time of the wilderness for all of us, we need to be on guard against becoming enslaved by fear. Fear can do terrible things to our spirits, and we need practical tools to ground us. Praying with Psalm 121 is a great way to start your day. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Starting our day this way will orient us to the good. It will help us to have the strength to resist temptation, to succumb to fear. Whenever we get anxious during the day, we can repeat that mantra to ourselves. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We can all also take one of the palm crosses at the doors today. They fit in the palm of your hand, and they're literally something to hold on to that reminds us that God is present with us. They're made out of olive wood from the Holy Land, so they connect us with Jesus and his walk through the Holy Land as we're walking through our Lenten journey with him. So I'd ask you to take one of these today to hold on to this week during your prayer time. You might want to keep it in your pocket or your purse and pull it out when things start to get a little anxious around you. And if we run out of them today, no worries. I'm ordering more so you can get one next week. We give thanks that today, particularly today, that we're able to gather together. Gathering as the people of God is a great blessing. And if we're not able to come to church at some point, God will still be with us. God will still be with us. We'll still be spiritually connected. And we'll be able to appreciate even more the ability to gather again. We're not there yet, thanks be to God. But if we do get there, all will be well. We'll still be linked in prayer and online and through the telephone. We'll pray for the scientists, the medical workers, the government officials. We'll pray for particularly vulnerable populations. And we'll pray for ourselves and for one another. We'll pray that we will be prudent in our decision-making. We'll pray that we stay strong in spirit. And we'll pray that we grow in love for God, for ourselves, and for one another. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth.